Welcome everyone to episode 10, Recognition Through Reflection. This is our uh, final episode for the 2020-21 academic year. Um, we are thrilled to be joined by a very special guest, uh, Cindy Wright, who is the Director of EES Student Services and Wellbeing at the college. Um, Cindy also does plenty of other things at the college in many different ways, um, but that, that's her official title. And she's also been my boss at the gym uh, for the past year, which I've had a real pleasure working there. Um, and so today, as I said, we're going to be talking a lot about how organizations and leaders can um, celebrate their team in a meaningful way and the ways in which they go about doing that. And so for some context, I'm going to turn it over to Andy to give us a little bit of our theoretical framing. Thanks, Kara and Cindy. It's so great to have you. When, when we think about who on Gettysburg College's campus exude this idea of showing appreciation and building morale and motivation, you're, you're certainly a, a beacon of, of this idea. So thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, Kara, I was thinking about um, a body of work from Jim Kuzes and Barry Posner, who are um, professors based out of uh, UC Santa Cruz, who uh, really over the last 40 years have interviewed and surveyed followers of leaders and asked them, what is it from a follower perspective that you look for in a leader? And what they found overall and this is sort of cross-cultural, not just in the US, this is all over the world, was five what they call exemplary practices. And th those five practices are behaviors or skills that can be learned, right? So these are things that leaders actually do. And the five that we have um, from Kuz's and Posner's work, the first is model the way, which is this idea of you know, being a role model, um, really setting the expectation and, and doing what you say you're going to do. Uh, the second is inspire shared vision. So someone who looks at the future and, and seeks to um, work towards that and in a shared way. So it's not just the leader's vision, but it's co-created. Um, challenge the process, recognizing that, you know, you can't just follow rules all the time. You have to be a critical thinker and find creative and innovative ways to move forward. Uh, the fourth is enable others to act, which is all about empowerment. Like how can you get to know who your team is and, and uh, foster collaboration and build that team to get, get the best out of them? And the final one, which is really most appropriate for this particular topic, is encourage the heart. And what that means is that as humans, we, we need to feel inspired. We need to feel motivated. And that certainly can be intrinsic and extrinsic. But what a leader does is find ways to tap into people's spirit and, you know, be, be positive, to keep hope and um, determination alive. And I think over this, this year, year and a half in particular, we've seen some great examples of that at Gettysburg. And so that's, that's really what we're, we're interested in talking through today um, is really how, how do we help uh, us as leaders encourage the heart of our teams. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the conversation. Great, thanks, Andy. Um, Cindy, we can do a brief introduction and then we can start with questions. So if you wouldn't mind just giving a brief introduction of, of what you do on campus and some of the groups you work with. Sure, well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. I feel very honored to be invited to this conversation. And of course, it's where my passion is. I my, like Garrett said, my title is Director of EES Student Success and Wellbeing. And I always pay attention to our students' well-being at the highest level. 
And I do that in a lot of different ways. I do it by overseeing the campus recreation program. I also connect a lot with programs across divisions. So I'm working a lot, I'm in the division of EES, but I work with my colleagues here in college life and Garthwaite leadership in helping that. And I also am very passionate about DEI initiatives. So I'm an inclusion partner on campus. I'm an IDI qualified administrator, and I really enjoy doing that work. I also this summer received certification from UPenn in, in positive psychology, which is also a big passion of mine, trying to uh, understand how to help individuals become the best versions of themselves. And that, that course this summer was a, a wonderful certification that I got. Great, thank you. Yeah, very, very special guest and very, very apt guest for today. So we thank you. Our, our first question is, is very general. Um, and that is, where do you see recognizing and celebrating um, teams as a part of the leadership process in general? So where do you see that um, as a leader's role for the team that they're a part of? Yes, I think that that is just like Andy shared these different um, bullet points that having teams feel recognized and seen and appreciated helps them understand that they are part of a larger picture than they might even recognize for themselves. That their role as individuals coming together as a team is, is really cr critical for their success. And when they feel that they have value and they can see the big picture, it really helps motivate them to achieve success. And, and build, building on off of that, something Andy and I often do is try to, you know, for our listeners to try to pick a specific experience. So our next question has to do with, um, it's a, it's a multi-layered question, but I promise that it'll, it'll make sense. So if you could think through a time in which you as a leader or you observed as a leader, um, a time when a group was celebrated um, in which they really felt like it was a meaningful experience. Um, and if you could talk through what that was like, what were the feelings associated with it? And then also, if you have a time in mind um, of when that didn't happen and where there was an opportunity missed uh, and, and what could have been done differently to, to resurrect it. So the, the two different options there, um, a time that went well and a time or a time that didn't or missed opportunity. Sure. Uh, the first one that comes to mind with success is with a colleague of mine that I work with and very close to, Coach Cantelli. And she was able to bring our lacrosse team to the national championships. And her ability to do that and really lifting up the power of teamwork, but also the power of gratitude for those that helped get that team there. It wasn't, she also recognized the support that went around that team. She would go so far as to honor the, the dining staff and saying, thank you for feeding us, for showing up for us. Thank you to the parents. Thank you to the support of the fans, to the support of the athletic department. Uh, so there was a heart of gratitude in everything. And she really enabled this, the student athletes to recognize how important gratitude was even in their own role in getting to win the national championship. So that joy that that team celebrated was, was so exciting for us to see, but we also felt like we were part of it because of that gratitude that they shared with us the entire time. 
And it, it really was um, uh, one of the best experiences, you know, to be a part of. And um, trying to think of something maybe that was challenging. You know, I, for all of us, I would say COVID has been a challenging year. And there have been the, the desire to communicate at the highest level when we are developing programs, but sometimes the communication was bumpy with COVID. We had a lot of different levels of communication going on when we had, when you think about it, we have GroupMe, we have Microsoft Teams, we had email, we had Zoom meetings. It was hard to really not be in the same place, obviously physically. And so some of the programs that we launched weren't as successful as we had hoped. For example, one program we offered in the, in the gym when we could finally get the students to be allowed into an indoor space. We thought the students would flock to the gym, of course, and play basketball and want to do that. And there was one person that came the first night <laughs> and, and the staff was really deflated. And I, I told them that that one person, you made a difference for them, um, even though they view it as that was not successful, the communication was difficult getting it out. And I feel communication really anchors success or not success if we're not communicating as effectively. So that, that's another example that didn't go so well. I'm glad you brought up this year because that, that's a, another one of our questions in terms of how this year in particular, with the different ways that we've had to conduct meetings and, and meet with each other, um, how has this past year reshaped how you uh, have rethought how to celebrate others and maybe talk about what you did for, for us at the, at the campus rec staff. Well, I hope you know, Garrett, especially that being with these students is just, of course, all of our passion. Those of us that work in higher ed and those of us that work at Gettysburg College, we're here because of you, the students. And when you're not able to have the experience that you wish or thought or dreamed that you could have, it also pains us because we're in that shared experience with you. And it, yes, the challenges have been there with COVID. We have been called upon to do more things, to think differently. And I always wanted the staff to know that they were part of a team, they were part of a culture. And for some of our staff, this was their culture. This, this was their sense of belonging. They didn't have any other club, maybe. They, didn't, they weren't involved in anything else. So they were part of our team and I wanted them to be seen. I wanted them to feel valued. So we asked the dining services, of course, who are just beyond phenomenal, which is why they always get those doles of gratitude every year, is um, I was asking them if they could help me figure out a way that we could honor our students. And of course, the first thing that takes away any pain our servo cookies, right? <laughs> but we had to think differently, like how could we get those servo cookies to our staff? And, how, and so they helped us deliver that, you know, we helped to pull that off. We also have um, given some to the seniors of, you know, the alumni bags that say, that have, you know, Campus Rec alum and, and a Campus Rec uh, alum t-shirt to know that 
even though you are part of our team now, you're, you're part of our team for the rest of your life. It doesn't stop on Monday when you graduate. You're part of this forever. And that the friendships that you formed there and that the, um, the regulations that you have enforced and all of that is, um, we're so grateful. And I hope that it's developed that culture of feeling like you do belong. So, and the other thing I would say that was hard to do because I wasn't really always allowed to be in the building all the time, like I usually am, is I do feel that there is a sense of presence that's important to recognize and help people understand how they're valued. And so when, when I would show up at the desk, it's actually pretty natural to just get really excited when I see your faces and be really thrilled to hear, what are you doing? Where are you going? What's new? What's happening? How are, how are classes going? And to know that there's somebody that is checking in on you and caring about you and walking through the facility and, and checking it out, I think is, is important. That was challenging with COVID. Like I said, it couldn't always be a physical presence. And so, you know, like, like, you know, we would use GroupMe and emails and things like that. And we also have a structure of leadership where we have students that are supervisors and their role is to also help to empower and share gratitude and let, let our staff know how much they're valued. Cindy, that's such, so many great points there that uh, I, I think are affirmed by Kuz's and Posner. There's two things you said there that relate to some of the suggestions that they have. This idea of paying attention to your, your team, right? Like learning who they are, what they do, and, and your example of at the desk, just checking in with them and saying, you know, how, how is your class? How's your family doing? Those kind of things really matter to encourage the heart. And the other thing you talked about was personalizing that recognition, right? Like um, finding ways individually to connect with people. Your story about Coach Cantelli and telling, you know, all these different community members how they helped be a part of that bigger picture. Um, that's a real personal touch. And that certainly takes time, but, but there's no better way to really show people how much of an impact they have when you make that personal connection and, and how they tie into the bigger picture and the bigger, the, the bigger team and the bigger culture. Cindy, our, our next question has to do with the idea of reflection. So, you know, as we said at the outset, this podcast is about recognition through reflection and that idea. Um, where do you see um, the uh, role of reflective or the reflective process in the celebrating a group? So in, in, in whatever ways the group is celebrated, how do you see the presence of reflection or asking them to reflect? Um, where is the value in that and where can that be um, input in the different uh, means of celebrating them? In reflection to my personal reflection of the team? Uh, both for, for your reflection and for the uh, reflective process of the team members themselves. You, you spoke earlier about um, part of celebrating people is making them realize that they're part of a bigger, something bigger than themselves. And they're contributing to something bigger than themselves. And a lot of times we don't necessarily realize that when we're doing it. So reflecting on that can, can help us appreciate that more. Absolutely. Reflection is a critical component of learning. Great learning comes when you take the time to reflect. And often we're so busy with our phones and our 
you know, typical day-to-day things that we don't take that time to pause and reflect. And when you reflect, you develop the critical thinking skills and you develop the opportunity to think about what you just went through and what does that mean for your future? So it looks at the past, the present and the future. And when you allow the space and the time to do that, you can think about your skill sets. You can think about how you have used your strengths that I know we talk a lot about, right? Andy and Garrett with you know, developing our team strengths and figuring out how did your strengths serve you in the role that you had and how will they serve you in the future? And for me, I reflect a lot and I think about the bigger picture. I think about often, which is why my title has well being in it, is that it's not just to have our students graduate, to survive college, it's to thrive in college, it's to flourish in college. And when they get that degree and they walk across that stage or they stand up as we will on Monday and get honored and not walk across that stage, that another chapter begins, the next adventure unfolds. And you must make sure that you are getting your skill sets and the experience that you have just had, how can you shape that to align your future? And it doesn't stop, you know, it's, it's a journey that we have. And our role here is to constantly, especially in the administrative role, to make sure that we're helping you, the students, to, to really empower them to reflect, to recognize how important reflection is and to give them the tools to reflect and the space, and then to teach them that this is the opportunity for them to grow and develop into their next step forward. The success here is for four years, yes, but that's a little hiccup when you think about a lifespan. For many of our students, it's the first time they've ever had the environment to work and they have had to learn how to work. They had to learn how to show up. They had to learn how to be a team partner and do things well. So reflection is critical to education and the growth of, of the individuals. Cindy, we, we always conclude our episodes with um, some practical steps or questions surrounding practical steps um, for our listeners or aspiring leaders to, to implement. So with this final section, what would you recommend to aspiring or current leaders on campus who are looking for ways to celebrate their team, what are some things that they can do um, now in the future to to celebrate their team and really recognize the work that they've done? Thank you for that question. I really appreciate that question. And I, first and foremost, would recommend that everyone as, as an individual, as a leader, spend time, like I just shared, in reflecting and understanding what their core values are. What makes them as an individual tick? You know, what are their strengths? What are their, what are their opportunities for growth? Where do they find their own personal passions? Because in order to lead others and to inspire teams for great success, you have to understand yourself first and know about your own individual skill sets and what what you can offer to the community. And then I would say that I would offer to make sure that you 
that you really listen, you care, you pay attention, you value. Every person on this planet wants to feel seen, they wanna feel valued, they wanna feel appreciated. Every person, whether they, they are in our, in our circle or we just meet them on, on a hike. And so really recognizing how important it is that that is just a really innate quality that we all have in trying to lift that up for, for our students and for others to let them feel seen and appreciated and valued because they have worth. And on many days, it's hard, you know, especially when you're a student in college and, and you need to have that individual that can give you that smile, that can show with their body language, whether it's on Zoom or it's in person, or maybe through an email, which I hear I do a lot of um, exclamation, exclamation points because it's the way I talk, is uh, I try to communicate that through my email, is that you are seen and you are valued and I care. And I will help with the individual growth. And if things are not communicated well, and if it, if it lies on my end or someone else's end when it comes to leadership, clean up the communication. It's often in the communication where things can, can fall apart. So do check-ins with each other, ask questions of one another. Don't jump to assumptions and conclusions without having those conversations first. Be open, go into leadership with an open heart and, and know that every most individuals are really trying to do their best and finding out what their strengths are and helping them figure out what they are so that they can shine those strengths and use them for the betterment of themselves and the rest of the world. And that will make the world a better place. Thank you, yeah, great, great practical steps and very, very encouraging for hopefully a lot of our listeners. Andy, any final thoughts at all on the episode and our, and our topic here today? Yeah, just to build on all the, the moments of brilliance that Cindy shared with us, I, th I think what I heard in that last point, Cindy, was this, this idea that as leaders, we have to be the ones that set the example for this, right? And people look to us for guidance and look to us for direction. And when we are the ones actually voicing appreciation saying thank you and expressing gratitude, that will empower others. People will follow based on that, that role modeling. So I think that's a, that's a really simple yet powerful point. Um, the other thing I'll add that I, I, I know Cindy is great at this, um, is telling a story. And, and what I mean by that is when, when we celebrate a particular moment in time, we usually, you know, sort of gather around together and we, we take some time to reflect and, and actually share that story of what happened, what helped us get to this point. And I think from, from a leadership standpoint, if we can um, not just give out awards and recognition, but actually talk about the meaning behind those symbols. And usually that's a story of how we got there. And I think the power of storytelling in, uh, in, in encouraging the heart can be, can be really powerful as well. When you see that happening, it's like the ripple effect. It builds the culture. And so by sharing gratitude and sharing that you genuinely, you have, you're very authentic 
in that gratitude, it builds that culture amongst your team and they start showing gratitude to one another and to others. And again, that helps make this world a better place. Well, thank you again so much, Cindy. This was a wonderful conversation. Um, And thank you to our listeners for listening to this episode. And all of our episodes since last April has been quite a quite a long, long first season for us, but uh, we've had a real joy doing it and we hope you all have enjoyed it as well. So thank you again for listening and we'll see you next time.